Good morning. Welcome to Stony Creek United Methodist Church. I am Pastor Michael. I'm happy to see you here on this brisk winter morning. It is the seventh Sunday after Advent, I think. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Um, do we have announcements? Okay, I can't remember. Over there? You want me to go over there? Yeah? Okay. Pick a um, mic, any mic. Yesterday, we played host to a family that um, had a baby shower, and they're <laughs> so excited because they have a five-year-old and a six-year-old boy that they had adopted, and now they found out that she's expecting their baby boy in March, and they're looking for a church. <laughs> Well, come on down. Um, and they were excited, and they were talking a lot about the church and asking questions. And when they were done with the shower, this is the best part, people. They got the mop and the bucket out, and they got the vacuum out, and they cleaned the bathroom sinks. They mopped the fellowship hall floor, and they vacuumed. And I, we're like, really? Wow. Come on down. We like you. <laughs> So we'll see how that all plays out, but hopefully maybe we'll be inviting some more young people to the, to the party. Okay. That's all I got. Yeah. One quick announcement, a quick announcement for you. As we uh, try to resume more normal activities, we are happy to announce that come next Sunday afternoon, our worship team praise band practice will be resuming on approximately every other Sunday, sometimes every Sunday as we prepare music during Lent. But um, although these uh, cool people may look like an exclusive club, as you know, Christians are not an exclusive club. Everyone is welcome. So if you're not currently part of the music program or if you're thinking, oh, I can just join maybe during Easter time or a couple times during the year, contact me, flag me down, or ask uh, Tammy or Katie, any of us. But you are welcome to participate. Basically, age 13 and up, we have no age limits. Um, but this is the uh, invitation to help with weekly music as well as seasonal music as well. Speaking of Lent, um, next Sunday I will be, oh, I'll have ready for you guys uh, the Lent handouts that we ordered. It includes um, a daily devotional, um, a calendar for Lent, um, and then some, they look like bookmarks to me, but they call them something else um, that have some weekly stuff for them. So those uh, packets of things will be available uh, when you come in next Sunday. Uh, because next Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent, and we will have service at 7 o'clock here uh, if you're able to make it. Um, and we're going to work to get those packets of materials also out to our shut-ins and other folks who can't make it in. And we ordered enough that we we should have more than enough for everybody. So if there are other people that you would like to share those with, please let me know and we can get you extras. Um, I think that's everything unless somebody else has something going once, twice, sold. Cool. 
All right, well, that is some of the business and the ministry work we do here. Um, I'd like to ask you to now turn your hearts and minds towards a time of worship, and I'm going to hand things over to our liturgist who is going to liturgize and get us started. Good morning, church. We are called to bring a new understanding of God, that God so loved the world. We are as the salt of the earth. We are called to bring a new hope in God, that God gives us new life. We are the light of the world. We are called to follow the commandments and the law. The law of God is to love God and to love one another. Come, let us be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. Come, let us love one another with the love of God. Let us join together in our love of God to worship and follow Jesus. And now we'll turn it over to the praise band. Good morning, and I would invite you to uh, take a red folder near you in the pew, and we will stand for our first song. The, uh, the number listed should be 54. The number is 54 step by step. So let's rise together if you are able, and we will sing it as printed, and then we'll, we will be seated for our second song. But go ahead and join us on step by step, number 54.
Join together in our opening prayer. O oh God, you send us out into the world as your disciples. Allow the church to be a healing presence, a place, and a people that live out the essence of your kingdom here and now. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever. Amen. And now let us do our affirmation of faith. We believe in the love kingdom of God through Christ upon us, within us, beyond us. We believe the love kingdom is like a mustard seed sown in apparent existence, growing into magnificence for the greening of the world. We believe the love kingdom is like yeast inserted in humble insignificance into the dough of life, expanding into enough bread for the world. We believe the love kingdom of God is like a treasure lost 
and rendered insignificant under the ground, now found with joy and thanksgiving. We believe the love kingdom of God is like pearls. All others become insignificant when the largest, most beautiful of all is found. We believe the love kingdom of God is like a net full of fish, or even insignificant sardines are saved, but worm-ridden snot fish are thrown away. We believe in the love kingdom of God through Christ upon us, within us, beyond us, where the meek and the poor, the merciful and the hungry, rejoice with the angels of God. Loving God, we believe, scatter our unbelief. Amen. This week for offering time, we will continue to ask you to leave tithes and offerings in the little white church in the narthex. But God has given us healing, word, forgiveness. God has given us so much. Let us now take the time to respond in gratitude by giving of what has been given to us.
please rise and join me in singing our doxology. Loving God, your church exalts you. In your mercy, you have given us life everlasting. You have given us freedom from death, and you have favored us. In your love, you have given us the strength to stand up and continue on our journey. In your wisdom, you have taken a chance on us by allowing us to be a part of your holy plans and your message. Help us to use the gifts you have given us with mercy, love, and wisdom so that we can continue to honor the trust you have put in us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Please remain standing as you are able for our hymn number 363, And Can It Be That I Should Gain?
seated. It is now time for our youth moment. I'd like to invite our children and youth to come join me up here. And remember, you are all children of God, so everyone is invited to come up. I love your dress. Uh, no, God's birthday is back in December at Christmas time. Yeah, you can sit right here. Oh, is that Elsa? Okay. Okay. Good morning. Okay. Okay, so. What? Are we gonna watch TV for an hour? No. What? All right, so. This is February, and what do we celebrate in February? Uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Uh, no, we celebrate nothing. We celebrate Valentine's Day. Uh, and Valentine's Day is all about. Love. That's right, love. So, there is a story in the Bible uh, that I want to tell you guys about. Um, Now, there used to be a rule back when Jesus was alive that the... DeAndre, come on, buddy. That the Jewish people followed. It was, there was a special day called the Sabbath. And the Sabbath was a day of rest. The people weren't supposed to do any work They were supposed to rest um, just in the way that when God created the whole world on the last day, on the seventh day, he rested. So it was a way to honor God. Yes. Oh. There's a big hole. There's a lot of big holes in the road up here. Yes, it is. All right, so they weren't supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. Yes. Okay. All right, so calm. Okay, so they weren't supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. Well, Jesus was out one day on the Sabbath, and there was a man who was really sick. And Jesus healed him and made him all better. And all of the, the chief priests, those were kind of the, like the pastors of the time back then, they got really mad. And they said that Jesus was wrong for doing that because he was doing work on the Sabbath. Now, what do you think that God would think is a better sign of of love would it be better to to follow a rule or to help somebody even if that meant breaking the rule help somebody yeah that's what i think too i think god would always rather us try and help someone and be good to people even if it meant maybe breaking a rule and there are some rules in our world that don't make a lot of sense and were put in place by people who are crabby, let's say. Um, but sometimes it's okay to break a rule if it means you're helping somebody. Yes. 
Gotcha. So here's what I want you guys to try and do this week. I want you to do your very, very best to help people in your life when they need help. And that could be helping, hold on, that could be helping your friends at school or your teachers or your parents or grandparents or other adults in your life. But always remember, it is okay and it's a good thing to help people, okay? Does that sound pretty good? Yes. What did you want to say? Um, I just raised my hand. You did what to your hand? Raised my hand. You raised your hand, yes. Um, people. Yes, we want to help people. All right. We need to do the Lord's Prayer. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, it can get very loud when we talk in church. That's true. That's my microphone. That's so everybody can hear me. Because that way it's hopefully not as distracting to people. At least that's the reason I think it's supposed to be small. Otherwise, if it was really big and heavy, you wouldn't see half my face. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, can we do the Lord's prayer? Yeah. We're gonna do it all. We're gonna do it all together at the same time. Ready? Everybody, we're all with. Yeah, everybody. Okay. Okay. All right. You guys ready? All right. Here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and glory forever. Amen. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for your help. And it is time for Sunday school. Go learn stuff. Go have fun. Okay? Um, can, well, there's Bibles in the Sunday school room. Can, can you just put it over there for right now? Okay, that's good. Yes. All right. Um, so one of the things I know that uh, we used to do before the pandemic, and someone asked if we could bring back, and I said absolutely, um, is a time of joys and concerns. And so we're gonna we're trying to figure out the best way to do this so we're not potentially passing germs. So this week, Teresa is going to uh, come around with the microphone. If you have a joy or concern you'd like to lift up, um, I ask that you just keep your mask on. The microphone will be able to pick you up well enough. Um, so do we have any joys and concerns this morning that we'd like to raise up? Good morning. Is it? Good morning. Okay. Um, I want to ask prayers for two very good friends of mine, um, Penny Seibert and Shirley Ellicott. Both of them are struggling right now, and um, Shirley had fallen and fractured her hip, and I believe she's in a Reedy's. 
She's in rehab. Rehab right now, yeah. So they need prayers, and also for Tom Seibert, who's caring for Penny. It's a tough struggle. Thank you. I, I would like continued prayers for my son-in-law, Steve Drake. I have a joy. Our Tuesday morning Sunday school class has been going on now for almost four months, which is great. And this week we're starting the book of Esther, which is a new adventure for us because we have not usually done that big of a book. I think Esther is 10 chapters. We've been doing four and five. So if you're welcome to come, we start at 10 o'clock, and we'll be glad to have you. Do we have any others? I'd like to share one um, that I know some of you are aware of, but uh, others may not be. Um, Tammy Reinerson uh, passed away on the 18th. Um, somewhat, I think, unexpectedly. Um, so we are asking for prayers for uh, Randy um, and the rest of Tammy's uh, family and friends. If you would please join me now in an attitude of prayer. Let us pray for the needs of the world, saying, Lord of mercy, lift, of, lift us out of the depths. God of prophets and of disciples, you have heard the plea of your people throughout the ages. Hear us now as we present to you those things that burden us. Lord of mercy, lift us out of the depths. Hear us as we pray for those who are sick. Give them hope that they may feel through your presence and the presence of others comfort and support. Grant them patience that they may live in your time and in your will. We believe in the power of your healing. Do your will, God. Do your will. Lord of mercy, lift us out of the depths. Hear us as we pray for those who live in constant conflict. Bring your wisdom to their lives. Enable your people to learn from you whose anger lasts only a moment, but whose favor lasts a lifetime. Allow our anger to last only a moment that we might put our efforts towards reconciliation and peace. Lord of mercy, lift us out of the depths. Hear us as we pray for those who feel imprisoned by temptation and sin. Lead us to examine ourselves and our lives to see how and why we fall into temptation and give us empathy to understand others and their prisons. Grant us the strength to do good and to not be weary, and to always be watchful for opportunities to do your will. Lord of mercy, lift us out of the depths. Holy God, we pray for your church. Give us the courage to be true disciples. The world outside of these walls can be challenging, and yet others watch us as we witness and we act. Give us wisdom to better reflect your actions of love and mercy so that our families, our communities, and our countries might understand that your king, what your kingdom is all about.
We pray in the name of your perfect witness in the world, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. And now our song response number three in the red folders, on number three on page one in the red folders, I love you, Lord. If you'd please join me aloud in our prayer for illumination. Your word, O Lord, is our inspiration, our light, and our motion. Your word, O Lord, is power, is wisdom, and is comfort. Guide us today as we listen to the word read and proclaimed, and fill us with understanding and with the desire to change. Speak, Lord, your people will listen. Amen. Part of my job today is to read the scripture. I just wanted to tell you a couple of things about the Bible that I know. Um, There are several kicking around my house. One is the one I got when I was confirmed. One is one my mother gave me when we got married. And a few others, especially the um, New Testament. But I noticed in the last couple of years that the print was shrinking, and I couldn't understand why. And it got harder and harder for me to read. So I broke down, and I went out, and I bought the large economy size that has big, big letters, and I recommend it to everyone. It's great. Okay, our scripture reading for today, there's one from the Old Testament and there's one from the New. And I think Pastor Michael was testing me um, to see whether I was paying attention. And I confess, I admit that I pay attention about 85% of the time. So I think the scripture reading the, um, from the books is right. But it seems to me that in our bulletin, the actual scripture is from last week. So I'm going to take it. I'm going to take what's in here, Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 14. And you'll just have to listen. You can't. You can't read it. <laughs> for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you shall cast upon me, and you shall come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek, you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, 
and I will turn away your captivity and gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back into the place from where I caused you to be carried away captive. That was Jeremiah's letter to the exiles. The next one is from the New uh, Testament is Galatians chapter 6, verse six, um, 9 through 10. And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who are of the household of faith. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And if you will rise if you're able and join in our next hymn, Near to the Heart of God. 472. may be seated. <clears throat> Our final scripture reading for this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 4 through 8a, which means the first part of verse 8, and then uh, verse 13. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, 
and the greatest of these is love. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you would please join me in an attitude of prayer. Wondrous God, creator of all things, Alpha and Omega, beginning and end, your love never fails. Your love is beyond our full understanding and your grace is beyond our worthiness alone. Help us to love like you, like your son Jesus loved. Send your Holy Spirit into our hearts that they may become full of love for you and for one another. And may we share that love in all that we say and do. May our love be a true and authentic reflection of your love. And now may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I'm going to do something a little different. Not too different, don't panic. feel more balanced this way. I'm not one way or the other. All right. Well, good morning once again. For our message today, we are going to again be following in our February sermon series, All About Love, where we're focusing on love and the characteristics of love as understood through the lenses of reason, experience, tradition, and scripture. The first week we talked about what love is. We talked about how love is protective and love is inclusive, love is generous, love is equalizing, love is a covenant, love is kindness, love is a commandment, and love is an identifier or an, or an identifiable mark uh, for us. And we also talked about how we should go out and love one another using these characteristics of what love is. Last week, we talked about what love is not, reflecting on scripture passages from Matthew's gospel and Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. And we established that love is not the opposite, or love is not the opposite of the things we concluded that love is from the first week, so that love is not just a feeling, love is not always soft, love is not a perfect state of caring, at least for humanity. Love is not always easy. Love is not hypocritical. Love is not a judge of one's worthiness of God's love and grace. Love does not distract from the good and the good news, and love is not optional. This week we're going to be talking about what love does and does not do, or some of the actions of love, if you will. And we're going to be using our scripture readings from Jeremiah, Galatians, and again, Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth. Next Sunday, the last Sunday of February, we're going to be talking about loving the church. And that will mean also kind of looking at how we define the church. So Valentine's Day is over. The Rams won the Super Bowl. And honestly, I still feel that since Matthew Stafford played on the Rams and Eminem was in the halftime show, we should get to claim a little piece of that victory uh, here in Michigan. 
Maybe not the full Lombardi trophy, but little one we could have. Unfortunately, it may be the closest we get to a Super Bowl for a while. Not that the Bears are any closer. So, It was nice to see a Super Bowl without Tom Brady, though. And I feel kind of guilty saying that because as someone who grew up outside of Chicago in the 90s, I was spoiled with six NBA championships in eight years during the Michael Jordan dynasty. So, But it was still nice not to see Tom Brady on the screen. I am still having a lot of fun looking up all of the strange holidays, though, so I will again share with you the holidays for today um, and the others that fall within this week. So here we go once again. Today is National Love Your Pet Day. Why is that only one day? It is World Whale Day. It is World Day of Social Justice, which sounds very much United Methodist to me. It is No Politics Day. Could use a break from that. It is National Muffin Day. It is National Comfy Day, which in hindsight I should have had everybody come dressed in their pajamas. It is National Handcuff Day, and I'm not really sure about that one. It is Clean Out Your Bookcase Day, which that doesn't sound like any fun. It is National Cherry Pie Day. My father-in-law will enjoy that one. And it is the beginning of National Chip Week. And I'm assuming that refers to things like potato chips or chocolate chips and not cow chips or gambling chips. But I didn't really go into a lot of research on that one. Tomorrow is President's Day as well as National Sticky Bun Day. Tuesday is World Thinking Day. No comment there. And it is also Cook a Sweet Potato Day, which I think you probably want to be thinking about how you do that, so those two don't really go well together. Wednesday is apparently Inconvenience Yourself Day. I'm not sure who thought that was a good idea. It is also National Banana Bread Day and National Hot or National Dog Biscuit Day. Thursday is National Chili Day, National Toast Day, and I Hate Coriander Day. I'm not sure why so many people dislike coriander that it needed its own day. Uh, Friday is National Clam Chowder Day. Someone will have to celebrate that one for me. Um, And it is National Chocolate-Covered Nut Day. And finally, Saturday is National Pistachio Day, Tell a Fairy Tale Day, For Pete's Sake Day, I kind of like that one. And Carpe Diem Day. So there you go. Make sure you have that all marked in your calendars. Anyway, back to the topics at hand and, and how we are looking at what love does and does not do. Christian author Bob Goff wrote in his book, Love Does, that's what love does. It pursues blindly, unflinchingly, and without end. When you go after something you love, you'll do anything it takes to get it, even if it costs everything. American journalist Franklin P. Jones once wrote that love doesn't make the world go round. Love is what makes the ride worthwhile. St. Augustine wrote that since love grows within you, so beauty grows. For love is the beauty of the soul. 
Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, a German poet, playwright, novelist, scientist, statesman, theater director, and critic. I don't know how he had time to do all that. He once wrote that love does not dominate, it cultivates. Right there, I think we have some good candidates for what love does do and what love does not do. Love pursues blindly, unflinchingly, and without end. I think we hold that one to be true when we think about God's love for us. Love makes the ride of life worthwhile. I truly like that one a great deal. I cannot imagine life without love, whether God's love, platonic love, or romantic love. Love grows within us, and because of that, beauty grows within us. As beings made in the image of God, I think that one, too, is very appropriate. And then the argument that love does not dominate, but instead love cultivates. I believe we can see that not only in God's love, but in the love that we carry for one another, that there is truth in that. What about what we find in our readings for today? Well, if we look at our passage from the 29th chapter of Jeremiah, we find something in the very first verse. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Right here we see that love, specifically God's love, makes plans for a future with hope and is faithful to them. Verse 12 also tells us how God's love listens. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. And in verse 13, we learn that God's love is a love of presence. When you search for me, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. When we look at the two verses from the sixth chapter of Galatians, numbers 9 and 10, we find more. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. That verse, amongst other things, tells us that love does not grow weary and love does what is right. So then whatever, whenever we have the opportunity, let us work for the good of all and especially for those of the family of faith. Here we have a reminder that love works for the good of all. Now we come to our verses from the 13th chapter of Paul's letter to the church in Corinth. I have preached on this set of verses several times. It's one of my, my favorites. It was actually my confirmation verse growing up. Um, but it's also one that I have preached on not just on Sundays, but at weddings and funerals. This is, in fact, as I said, one of my most favorite passages in Scripture. And, and yes, I will admit that the wording in this passage might lend itself a little bit better to the first week in our series on what love is, but I think we can also understand it as what love does and does not do. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Or another way to read this could be, 
Love shows patience. Love shows kindness. Love does not get envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Love does not try to take over and think only of itself. Love does not get irritable or resentful. Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing. Didn't have to even adjust the wording on that one. Love rejoices in the truth. So yeah, some of it could be semantics, but, but stay with me here. Continuing in verse 7, it bears all things, believes all things, helps all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And now faith, hope, and love abide, and the greatest of these is love. This might be the absolute best part, at, at least for me. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Love never ends. That one alone we can see and we know because we know about the love and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for the world. And faith, hope, and love abide together and the greatest of these three is love. That's just a short list of what Love does and does not do. There is so much more in scripture and in popular culture or in our own experience and reasoning and our own traditions and history. This list is also dependent upon what kind of love we're talking about. For someone who is heartbroken over a romantic relationship, they may not think that love never ends or that love endures or bears all things. Someone who has lost a friendship may not believe the same things about platonic love either. But when we are talking about God's love, God's perfect agape love, then I believe these things all hold true. Yes, there are many types of love. There's romantic love, platonic love, the love of a mother or father for their child, the love of a mentor by a mentee, the love of a person for an animal, and so on. And each of those loves carry some similarities and some differences. They all have different roles to play in our lives. But God's love, the perfect and sacrificial love, is exactly what is described here in 1 Corinthians. The things that God's love does do and does not do are written right here. And while we will never in our time here on earth ever be able to get our own love to meet these standards, or at least in an ongoing and sustainable way, we always should be striving to reach for those heights. And it's not just in our love for one another, but also in our love for God and in love for ourselves. I really cannot stress that enough. There are times when, when loving God is easy. And there are times where it may feel harder, when we maybe feel abandoned or maybe even rejected by God. There are times when loving each other is difficult too. And also times when it may be easier like when we agree on the same things or think the same way. 
But when it comes to loving ourselves, I think the truth is that most of us, if not almost all of us, really struggle with that. Sure, we can put on a good show for others. We may even have some moments where we do honestly love ourselves for a few fleeting moments here and there. But I really worry sometimes and really believe that too often, much, much too often, we don't love ourselves or see ourselves the way that God loves and sees us. Many people over time have said that we are our own worst critics. I'm not sure who said it first. I wasn't able to nail that one down, but I do believe those words. I know I tend to live those words. So what I want you all, and I will do this as well to the best of my own ability, what I want us all to do this week, and hopefully going forward beyond that, is to work on not just loving God and one another, that is a big enough task for us as humans, but I want us also to work on loving ourselves. Cut yourself some slack. Take some time to do something, even something small, for yourself. Work to find the beauty, the creativity, the power, the light, the joy, the grace inside of yourselves. We are made in the image of God. Take a few moments and love yourself. Fred Rogers, as well as several other people with some variations on this, was quoted as saying once, you can't really love someone else unless you love yourself first. Mr. Rogers has never steered us wrong before. I think we can trust him on this one. And if God loves all of us enough that he sent Jesus to make the ultimate sacrifice for our salvation. We need to trust God that we are worthy of love, not just by others, but we also are worthy of loving ourselves. Amen. If you would rise as you are able for our closing hymn, number 292, What Wondrous Love Is This?
Beloved children of God, the harvest truly is great. There is a need for peace in the world. The harvest is truly great. The people are sick and in need of solace. But the harvest is truly great. Humanity needs to hear that the kingdom of God has come. God calls us to go and labor in the harvest. Do not hesitate. Do not be weary. Jesus has promised that he will give us the power needed to do God's will. Let us go rejoicing. May the God who heals accompany you with hope so that you may face life's uncertainties. May the teacher, Jesus Christ, send you out as disciples, certain of his words and power. And may the Holy Spirit fill you with an unceasing desire to do good wherever you are. Blessed are the ones who go in the name of the Lord. Amen.